What up, y'all? I'm JT, Chef Tickles, the Alaskan Sniper. I'm here with your boy, Chris Easy, Deuces Minus One. I'm Chris Evans. What up, what up? We're joined here with our man, Big Daddy, the boy himself, Raf Sani. What it do, baby? DB, the assassin, Sharp Knuckles. How's it going? And let's get into it. This is Hoop Session. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 19 of Hoop Session. Chris, DB, what up? But Faraz, we got to get to you, big man, the big 3-0, the birthday boy. <laughs> How you hey. doing, homie? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. Thank you. I'm good, older good. and wiser, man. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. I was going to ask sure. you what, what what's some advice for <laughs> us, man. All all of us are turning thirty this year. Uh, we all graduated from the same high school and all that. So, what's some advice, man? You're you're the first one to hit thirty for us. Yo, enjoy your twenties while you can, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I got six side. more days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's wow. different on this side, man. Enjoy it. Nah. Yeah, amen, bro. DB, what's up with you? <laughs> nothing, man. Nothing much, really. Just living. We actually just celebrated uh, Friday's birthday this last weekend. We, we chilled, actually. Didn't do anything at all. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, right, right, Dr. Bonnie Henry? Uh, so... <laughs> we didn't go anywhere. <laughs> we didn't go to Whistler at all. But, uh, yeah. yeah, no, we just chilled in Whistler. We There's nothing really to do or anything. But we just yeah. kind of just hung out, had, had dinner. Mm-hmm. uh yeah it's been pretty chill man other than uh this frustrating start to the podcast today yeah i'll be able to put audio for the first uh first half hour or so so yeah exactly so we're, t- we're getting into it the technology makes all this possible but it's also fucking super frustrating sometimes as well right <laughs> yeah um chris you've been watching any of the games to be honest not really i've watched the celtics yeah. games here and there but it's mm-hmm. mostly been football the last couple of weeks just because yeah. of playoffs and whatnot so that's where the focus has really been so straight up and your boy Brady, your boy yeah. brady's back right back to the super bowl number 10 baby let's go yo chris yo before we start yeah, i have a on. question i have a question for you chris shoot so you know how you're always about you know the franchise is great and everything about that it's always the <laughs> franchise not the player yeah. so in this instance what what do you how do you feel about like tom so is tom brady greater than the than the Patriots franchise, like if he Ooh. actually, Tom Brady is the Patriots franchise. <laughs> so, wow. Oh, okay. So the Patriots are nothing. So I thought, now. what? Yeah, right? This past like season, that. they're not nothing. They're just, they're just another team. Like, they're they're whatever. Like I've lost, it's sort Brady of lost won. interest in football. I was, I'm happy for Brady. I'm happy for the kid, man. The kid, the forty-year-old man. Uh, the, the kid. kid. No, okay. Yeah, that's actually a good point for us. That's a very good point because yeah, when it comes to basketball, how how Chris usually argues things is based on you're right, like based on franchise, like the actual franchise yeah. means much more than the player. But for football, you got to wait it the other way around. So not really. Like I, as if the Patriots were playing the Bucks in the Super Bowl, it'd still be go Patriots, but just since the Patriots are done for the playoffs, I'm rooting for Brady just because I, the guy, I like the man, man. He's been 20 years with the Patriots. No, no, that's, that's full respect. Yeah. No, no, that's yeah. full respect. When, yeah, when you yeah that's there, full respect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah but so I, he, so I he made that, the yeah. Patriots what they are. Yes. So it's, he was a big, much bigger piece than the system or the coach or well, Robert everybody Robert. sort of came in together at the same time when you're in the team for 20 years. Yeah. Everybody's sort of intertwined. It's not like one player goes for four years, makes the team, and it bounces. Yeah. 
Yeah, they also weren't fucking scared to make trades at any second with like even their starters well, too, right? <laughs> just whatever no, Brady needed around just, them. They were the they were the San Antonio Spurs, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Right? Perfect. They just, they just, yeah, but Perfect I'm comparison. I'm very I'm very happy he's proving that it's not just the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, as much as I hate to admit it, Kawhi proved that too, right? The year yeah. he won, he, yeah. he won a championship with with Toronto as well, right? So let's see if Tom Brady can do that and uh, and, yeah. and replicate, right? I think uh, we're all kind of hoping that I don't know, I, I don't know, I, I'm putting words in your mouth, but I feel like uh, watching that Drew Brees and Tom Brady matchup, and then just watching Tom Brady just elevate his game again, mm-hmm. just like man, this guy, he is by far the goat in my opinion now especially mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. this season. He's just, like, proving more and more how much of the GOAT he is. Yeah. And it's just incredible to watch, man, because, like, we're not going to really get to watch that kind of – I mean, there's guys like Mahomes that might want to make a case mm-hmm. later on in our, in our you know, when we're 40 or whatever, that they, they had that kind of career. But, yeah, man, it's crazy to watch. Yeah. It's crazy to watch. But Mahomes is already getting fucking rocked, man. Like, if he keeps that up for a few years, who knows? Like, Brady is also a phenomenon because he can go for – However many goddamn years he's been in the league. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I said when we're in like our like mid forties, then we can be like, if you play another fifteen years at this caliber, then yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> exactly. And then he's he's but otherwise, man, it's crazy. It's crazy because yeah, yeah, you're right. Like you, you already see it with Mahomes. I don't know how he cleared concussion protocol. Exactly. That makes no sense. No, yeah. no chance Absolutely. he was okay, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> How, how does that happen? Like it, it stem cell sense. to the brain, dude. <laughs> NFL man. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but let's jump over to hoops, Chris. Something I really noticed from the, from the past little bit, especially while Tatum's been down, is Jalen Brown really stepping up. So have yeah. you noticed that big leap from him? And you think he's going to be an All Star this year? I think Gordon Hayward leaving really allowed Jalen Brown to shine. Um, because they were basically the same position. Just Gordon had a few years on him, and he had that experience, and Jalen was still, like, not the rookie, but still the younger guy on the squad. So now he has a chance to prove it. And especially, I think, now with Tatum having been out all those games, it's been quite an eye-opener to see how good Jalen can actually be. He definitely should be in the running for most improved. Um, All-star, I think, for sure. Dude's averaging... 27 a game yeah so i think all-star for sure he should be i think he should be considered also in the all nba but that's obviously a stretch unless he plays like that the rest of the season which i think with tatum coming back now i don't know if it'll be consistent enough to stay in the all nba rankings but if he does it's quite a quite an accomplishment that's the the all nba is tough because i I would say he's he's up there for like an all nba all uh, all defensive as well like he's one of those top tier defenders as well Trez, uh, have you been watching? Have you been seeing uh, JB rise up at all? I've been uh, mainly just on highlights, man. I've been yeah. uh, I haven't been able to watch like full games, but I've been able to go on League Pass at least and watch like highlights every night. Yeah. Um, fuck, man. Honestly, I've I've been saying for the past two years, I, I thought that they'd be trading JB, and like his value has been getting higher and higher. And as it gets higher and higher, I thought they would still like get rid of him. Just so, because Tatum's there, I'm like mm-hmm. to be honest. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what their game plan is. I really like the kid. I like how he plays. He's so aggressive. Um, he seems to have that tough mentality where he doesn't give up. Uh, he's shown this year that his shots actually like not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, if he can a uh, mid range shot, 
Yeah, Unreal. exactly. Yeah. Unreal. If he can kind of get the three-point percentage like a little bit higher, and if he can get a little bit more consistent in creating for himself, uh, maybe like Jason Tatum can a little bit, then fuck, I don't know mm-hmm. how much of a difference between the two can there really be then, right? Yeah. yeah. So do you think – are you saying right. like you don't think they can coexist, Tatum and, and Brown? I, like, let's, I, per- yeah. I personally think for the team to like truly flourish, yeah, one of them would have to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. DB, what do you think about that? I, I also am on the camp that I think at some point they got to get rid of uh, Jalen Brown. I think his stock is just so high right now. Like, I, honestly, I think they get a lot for him. I was, I, I was just also trying to watch some highlights right before this earlier today. And one of these guys, I don't remember what his name it was, but he, he was talking about how there's only two or three players in the entire league that you would trade Jalen Brown for. I found that extremely hard to believe. I, I, I mean, like if you could get that kind of player for him mm-hmm. at this point to match up with Tatum and let man, I think you need to. Like like Brad said, they can be good together, but when both of them are on like max mm-hmm. contracts, right? And they're kind of playing the same sort of, they're not playing the same position really, but they are mm-hmm. at the same time. They, they're the same kind of player at some point. They're going to they're gonna need to get someone else in there, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe a big man to pair up with, with Tatum. Mm-hmm. Would be amazing. Like, uh, obviously, a Drummond never going to happen. But like, uh, yeah. like, well, I mean, Drummond's Drummond could happen. Drummond could happen. Yeah. But I, I was thinking like a like an Embiid. Like if you can get some like an like a guy like Embiid, mm-hmm. a big man that can create him. Yeah. Like a like a Adebayo, like a Bam. Bam would be perfect Bam player for that team. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. yeah, Bam would be great. Man, the yeah, thing Bam the thing is with um, JB's contract too. He signed four-year, 115 mil mm-hmm. to, at the start of the 2019 season. So his contract's very tradable as well. Like yeah. he doesn't have, he's not on that five-year 180, five-year 200 contract. Like his contract's still very yeah. tradable, and his value is way higher than his contract, I think. Well, oh, man, for sure. What do you think you could get back that's like a good return? Like if, if I'm Boston, I'm not trading him unless oh. I get like an absolute all-star. Like a and, Bam or a Drummond, I think. And you need a big man that can be. Like I, I wouldn't. Players. I wouldn't trade him for Drummond. For like, Bam, unless yes. I'm, Drummond, you'd have to get some for Bam. Else. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Of course, yeah, I would. But for Drummond, I, I wouldn't. And Drummond, it's like a hot commodity right now. Who knows where he's going to land? Yeah. Right? There's like yeah. every team. Drummond and if you could get Drummond and like a couple pieces, a couple picks, maybe or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. one for one, it's not. I mean, Jalen Brown still has way more upside, right? And, and the league younger, is. Yeah. is Obviously, and the league's just moving away from like the big man, big man anyway, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Just slowly but surely, it's, it's gonna happen. Exactly. But if, yeah. What if they go the other way and they go get a guard like McCollum, like CJ McCollum and something? But would CJ be all right J- running the point guard when you have yeah. Kemba already? Yeah, I'd, I'd rather have Jalen Brown. Yeah. yeah. And I, I honestly yeah. think watching a lot of Celtics games, like even before Tatum went out, I think Jalen Brown and Tatum can coexist. Mm-hmm. Yes, they play the same position, but you can put Brown at the four, Brown at the three, Tatum at the four, and then just spread out your bigs or bigs mm-hmm. and point guards. That you should be fine. It yeah, seems like it's but, working already. But you know, to what extent, to what extent can you ask Jalen Brown to sacrifice? Right, like how how long can he keep doing that for for Tatum? Yeah, but that's that's to the point where okay, one person has a hot night, sweet. The other person chills for a bit. But I think the fact that both of them are homegrown and the fact that we drafted them, they've grown up together in the Celtics system. I think they'll, it's not like one came from another team and went from a bigger role to a smaller role. They all flourished mm-hmm. in the same role, same coach, mm-hmm. same like pieces around them, really. 
Yeah. So I yeah. think like just watching them play, like you can give it to Tatum, ball out. He can ball out. You can give it to Brown. He can ball out. And it's just, they seem like they do coexist quite well. Nobody's egos higher than the others. Yeah. Yo, yo, Chris, you're right. And I think it works out right now, but as both of them develop more and more and they become like, like, like real, like all-stars, like perennial all-stars that are like mm. top, top echelon, like exactly what happened with OKC to me. Right. Like yeah. those guys grew up together too. They were homegrown, right? Harden, Westbrook, and Durant. They, they were, but they all kind of needed their own team at some point. And they didn't even play the same position, right? Yeah. But at some point, at some all point, I feel like different. if Jalen Brown is who we, like you're saying he is and who a lot of people think he is, that he's going to be like an all-star, all like, you know, all NBA type player, then man, at some point he's, he's going to want the ball too, right? Not, not want yeah. the ball, but want him to have his own team. I think I think they'll stay together until they win a championship, and then Mm -hmm. if they win a championship next two years, I think one of them is going to go, and I think it'll be Brown. Mm. That's well, yeah. That's a team decision, right? If they win, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but realistically, they're not going to win in the next two years. Never know. It's going to be hard. You never know, man. You never know, right? Unless unless it's going to be hard. Yeah, they can easily be one trade away. LeBron or KD after Boston. But do you think, yo, JT, even with one trade right now, like even with one good trade right now, do you think they're like favorites to win it? Well, I'm saying like a, a trade like the Harden trade that just went down. Like you never know what the fuck's going to happen, right? Like if Giannis gets injured and they trade and get, fuck, I don't know, Bradley Beal, then it's like, okay, yeah, they're like one of the favorites probably. Um, but you never know what's going to happen. Um, but I think with Jalen Brown, like I see him as like a Clay Thompson role. Like do you necessarily think, oh, did Clay sacrifice to win those? championships not necessarily like i think ego wise he'd be okay with like hey you're the shutdown defender like obviously marcus smart's there but like you're the shutdown defender obviously go get a quarter like when when uh chris like you said when tatum's like not having a great night or whatever but i think ultimately if championship is like a realistic goal i think he's okay with not being the first offensive option db like you said if he goes on to be all nba if he's like a paul george type level yeah, that's a different story. He's gonna need his own team, but I I see him as like Clay, as like a as like a ceiling. That's like he said, Clay's a home run player too, right? Compliment. Yeah, it's a huge compliment. Yeah, yeah. I like, yeah, I like yeah. that comparison, but you yeah. know, at least Clay like has that. Uh, like I see them a little bit differently though, because like the, their game is different. But at least like Clay is considered one of the greatest shooters of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, more so like in terms of how their role yet. on on a winning team could wow. be. Obviously, their play style is a little bit different, but Clay obviously has one of the wettest shots in, like on earth. But he, he had that luxury, that. Of, yeah. But he had that that luxury of Steph on his side. Hey, hey go guard the best guard, and you're gonna get handed six to eight open threes a night. <laughs> you know, like JB. Okay, same kind of thing, but he can just be in a different role, right? He can maybe sneak baseline and get a couple of those easy dunks or something like that. Um, yeah. Um, Staying on the East, Faraz, what do you what do you think about uh, Gordon Hayward this year? Jumping over to the Hornets, playing really well. The Hornets are, um, you know, I think like fourth in the East right now. Do you think yeah. Gordon Hayward will be an All Star this year? Ooh, um, he gets counted as a guard, right, or a forward? Uh, probably forward, a forward. Yeah, probably a forward. forward. That might be a little tough for him to make mm-hmm. it to an All Star team. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say he'll be a, like he'll be a close, close mm-hmm. one. He should be in the conversation, right? Like he's playing he should, really if well. He, if he continues exactly. If he continues how he's playing, then uh, 
I mean, because nowadays it's only 50% fan voting and 50% uh, it's coaches, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, something like that. Um, so it's coaches or media members or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going to lean towards, yes, maybe I'm going to lean towards him making it actually. Yeah. yeah. I just see the fact like he made like a, a, you know, a decent jump in terms of role That's- from Boston to Charlotte, but also all the eyes that are on Charlotte Hornets games, right? If LaMelo never got drafted there, I think, no, he doesn't. But how, like, I've watched several Hornets games. Like, I could never say that before <laughs> this year. But it's just because yeah. I wanted to see LaMelo. And it's like, oh, Gordon Hayward comes out, drops 28, yeah. and hits one of these random, like, game winners. It's like, okay, yeah. people are watching him, right? Yeah, I think he got a little unfortunate that he got lost in, in Boston. Uh, just because mm-hmm. there's two guys who are, like, clearly better than them, I guess. Yeah. Um, and younger, and that, that they're just the focus of the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was also injured. Like, you know, it was just a unfortunate situation. And I'm, yeah. I like the fact that he's showing that, you know, he can still be the Utah Gordon Hayward. Like, mm-hmm. when he was, like, uh, you know, like a very good player. Like, yeah, um, it's, it's nice to see that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I want to see how uh, his veteran leadership kind of shapes that team. It'd be, it'd be nice to see. And like if he's gonna end up staying there long term, but mm-hmm. I'm impressed with him so far. Yeah, well, he's getting paid, so I think he'll be there for a while. DB, you got yeah. anything to add, Gordon Hayward? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys were talking about Gordon Hayward from he's he's on the Charlotte Hornets, right? We we're talking about the same team here, right? Yeah. Because I think they're like 12th in the East right now. Yeah. Oh, sorry. There's yeah, man. So like they're, they're not, I'm, not, I'm thinking about something else. Cause, cause, yeah, because when I was looking at this earlier, that's exactly what I thought. Too. I was looking at his stats, yeah. and his stats look really good, but if they're not going to be like a top four, five, like maybe not even four or five, maybe like a, even a playoff team at the very least, I don't think he's going to go to look for that. Mm-hmm. So. Well, right now, Cavs and Knicks are in the playoffs. So you can assume that they'll probably drop just, you know, after you play the whole season. Orlando's in ninth. <laughs> Toronto's in 10th. You would imagine they'll be in the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, they, they, should, they should be the fighting. They're not in the playoffs either. Oh, the Heat. Yeah, exactly. With Jimmy right, so Alex, there's a bunch so. of teams that like are gonna still yeah. have to come off too, right? So yeah, and like all too good to make a playoff. Like they, they might not, they most likely won't make the playoffs even in the league. They'll probably yeah play in tournament. I think it, they yeah. have to be in. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, like all star all star break is what in March this year. Yeah, so it's like these teams have like a month and a bit to catch up to get into that playoff seating, like. Do you judge? Do you judge what's it called? The record based on it for a team for a player to be an all star? Like with the Heat being so shitty this year, would yeah. you put Bam as an all star still or no? I I personally would go about who are the best players, but I don't necessarily think that's how the how the teams actually like get with, chosen. But. With wizard with the Wizards being trash, would yeah. you have Beal as an all star? Yeah, I I yeah, would. He, I think he's so one of the best players. Yeah. Yeah, but but that that's also different. If you're if you're mm-hmm. like like a Gordon Hayward stat line, even even right now, I don't know what their stat lines are off the top of my head, but I guarantee Gordon mm-hmm. Hayward stats are better all through. Still, right? Than Beal, and I think he's going to get more fan votes. Mm-hmm. So I, I think like both ways, I think he's still going to be more set up to make it to the make it to the All Star game. But yeah. and I think like a guy like Russell Westbrook just almost always gets a nod out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So he's still like fan you know, votes, man. Guys like yeah. that are more most likely you're just going to get it. They're vets. And right. I mean, I don't know, maybe Gordon Hayward still, yeah, maybe he does this year because he is playing so well, but well, I I'm think looking... they still got to be competitive. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I'm looking here at the standings, right? And, and New York's in eighth. So, like, in, in your guys' opinion, DB, like, is Julius Randle more of an uh, all-star right now than Gordon Hayward just because of his I success? Yeah. yeah. No, I think so. even in stat lines alone, I don't even know. But, like, I feel like he's putting up, like, numbers day in and day out. Yeah, fair enough. I think he, and then, like, I think he deserves it. And, sorry, like Cleveland. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah. You know, my bad, my bad. I, I, I also always love when, like, it's a first-time All-Star. I think they get more love that way, too, Yeah. right? Because Gordon Hayward has already been an All-Star. I don't think he, like, needs to validate that, right? But, like, a guy like Julius Randle making the All-Star uh, game is it's huge. Massive. Yeah, good point. Yeah, good point. Like, uh, I see Cleveland here as well. They'll, like, I doubt they'll get an All-Star. It would be Drummond, if anybody, but I don't think they're going to get one. Um, Orlando has a chance. No, maybe more so like in the more most improved if he keeps yeah. it up, but I, I don't think he has a chance to be an all-star. And then like Orlando, Vucevic not playing very well. So there's another forward that drops out. Anyways, it'll be interesting to see. Um, just a, kind of a random thought I had. Uh, DB, talking about MVPs, I've noticed the two kind of the best centers in the league, Embiid and Jokic, are just absolutely playing out of their minds right now. Like Jokic is pretty much averaging a, a triple-double. And Embiid is pretty much giving you 20 and 20 a night or 20 and 15 a night or 40 and 15. Yeah, um, so within those two guys, would you have either of those guys as your MVP favorite right now? Or if not, which one of those guys do you think is like uh, has a better chance? Okay, so I've just been looking at stats alone and highlights. So I haven't been really watching these guys and how they're like leading their team to a W, to be honest with you. So that, that, that kind of helps a little bit for me. Yeah. But just looking off stats alone, like Jokic is putting up like ridiculous numbers. Mm-hmm. If he's a center that almost or does average a triple double throughout the season, like yeah. that's crazy. But Philly's in number one right now. They're like the number one seed in the East, right? True. Yeah. They're playing really well as well. So I don't know, man. I, I looked at this a little bit before we, we jumped on today. And, uh, I would still lean towards Jokic because those numbers just look really crazy, like a triple-double. When when Westbrook did it, it was ridiculous. But a center, for some reason, like with the assist, it's even different to me. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I, I got to watch more games, to be honest with you. Yeah. I've been into football and the UFC and work yeah. and everything else other than basketball lately for the past like, two yeah. weeks. But, Fair enough. Yeah, it's, it's hard well, to make a decision there. So if you had to choose today, who's the MVP of the league for this season? I would I would just have to look at the top seat. So it's Philly yeah. for me, because that's how they're going to look at it at the end of the year as well. Yeah. And the Lakers. So it's for LeBron me, it's, or MVP. Yeah. That's, that's how it works for me, man. That's how they usually mm-hmm. do it as well. Yeah. Right? If you really look at it like consistently throughout the years, they kind of look at who's at the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, uh, I think we were all expecting a bigger season from Luka. Uh, I was at least. Dame, you know, they've had some injuries over there. But, again, um, nothing so spectacular that you would say for sure he's the favorite. Um, and then, and then, like you said, breaking down those top seeds. It's usually one of those guys who's on the top seed. Um, Giannis is kind of same old, same old. I would pretty much say there's no chance he's getting it. Um, and then between Jokic and Embiid, I look at who, who else is around them, right? My personal opinion is LeBron. I think he's putting up that kind of season where it looks really good on his career. If we can kind of end this one with like another chip, an MVP, like it would just look really good. The NBA probably wants it that way. Um, but Jokic, I feel like has the least help around them. 
right? Embiid has Simmons and Tobias. Like, they just got Doc Rivers, like an unbelievable coach. Whereas, you know, Jokic has Jamal Murray um, and Michael Porter Jr. is probably his next best player who dropped 30 the other night. But based on that, and like you were saying, who controls a game? Embiid is absolutely unguardable, but Jokic, like, truly makes your team win, I think. So, I would mm-hmm. choose LeBron right now, but I, I think Jokic has a better chance there. Do you Chris, think, you got anything do you, to add? Do you think the case for against Embiid would be he's sitting out games as well? Mm-hmm. Like, he's just well, he, he's yeah. going to be sitting out quite a few games going throughout the season. And then it depends, Jokic, right? he, Jokic hasn't sat out, I don't think, this mm-hmm. as the season once even on a back-to-back. So I think that should maybe take a little, what's it called? Yeah. Part it into the... it could. It depends how many, right? Depending on how many. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. what, 72 games? Right. So yeah. if he plays less than 60, maybe, right? If he's playing 58 games, maybe someone like And that. also think, just think of how much coverage Philly's getting compared to Denver. Like, all everybody's yeah, looking well, at Philly. Embiid's, Embiid's a very vocal yeah. person, very outlandish whereas Jokic just comes in drops triple double walks off the floor and just chills yeah. <laughs> hits the shot to go to overtime and then he's just like cool, cool. yeah exactly right, get ready for overtime <laughs> good shit um so kind of going in in a dark direction I guess but it definitely uh needs to be said today's the first anniversary of Kobe uh, Gianna and, and the other seven people who passed away in the helicopter crash one year ago today. So I, I think, you know, it never left any of our minds. We we're obviously huge basketball fans, all of us. And I think it affected us all. I would say I probably still think about it every day. Me and Sarah have a thing where we always happen to catch the clock at 824. It's just like a thing where, you know, it's uh, always top of mind. So as a first kind of way to go through this, let's go as like a where were you moment when you found out. And then obviously you guys can kind of say whatever uh, personal thoughts you got on it. But Chris, where were you when you found out? I was where, yeah, I was just sitting in, what's it called? In my place, just watching, getting ready to watch the Pro Bowl actually. So that was on the Sunday. Um, yeah, me and my buddies went out last night, that night before in Toronto. So it was just literally, well, like a lazy Sunday scrolling Twitter, just TMZ, like Kobe helicopter crash. I was like, no fucking way. This is, there's no chance, no chance. This is real. And I like scrolling a bit more and there's, it's starting to pick up momentum. And I'm like, Hey, there's no way TMZ made this like joke be such a reality, you know? And then all of a sudden just bang, like it's all these like high end news coverage. And then people are tweeting out about like, Oh, it actually happened. Like prayers up and all this stuff. And I'm like, Holy, this can't be real. And it was literally like, didn't care about anything else on TV. Like I called my dad, I called my brother and like, yo, did you hear the news? Like, you know, I guess we all talked in the group chat too. And it's like, no fucking way. Stop lying. Like my brother's my brother, like huge Kobe fan. And he was like, yo, stop, like stop messing around. Like, it's not funny. Like lying about like joking about that's not funny. I'm like, I'm dead serious. Like this is happening. But yeah, it was very like the rest of the day was very somber. Like went to play basketball that evening at like, um, the neighborhood court indoors kind of thing. And then my buddy broke it or basically, yeah, basically broke his ankle and on that same night. And then we ended up in the hospital. We ended up in the hospital, um, chilling in the hospital till like midnight, 1 a.m. to like be with him while his ankle was basically turned in half. Oh. Uh, yeah, that was the first day. Like we, I had to put a mask on because of Corona. Like it was all hospitals would be an extra careful. I was like, why do I have to put this mm-hmm. thing on? Like, this is weird. <laughs> And now it's an everyday thing. But yeah, that was a 
eventful day for sure. Sad day. Yeah, yeah, horrible. DB, how about you, man? You're a massive Kobe fan. Yeah, uh, uh, I was hanging out with, uh, I think I was hanging out with Sharon. I'm not sure uh, what we were doing, but I just thought it was fake. And I kind of just put my phone away and pretended like it wasn't real. Um, I, I didn't actually admit that it was real till like, I think the next day. Cause just like, I, I'm like, until like the actual, like, like it's, it's a hundred percent sure. Mm-hmm. Like they know it's him. Like I, I, I don't even want to jump to conclusions. Like that. I, I don't know. It was just so, it, it didn't feel real for almost, I would say almost until this, like this, like this year, yeah. like the past few months, mm-hmm. like for it to be like another year, like to think about it that way. Um, I think we all still think about him a little bit because he influenced all of us a little bit. I think he influenced more people than we actually think. Anytime anybody in any office shoots a piece of paper into a, into a trash can, you hear Kobe, like you, you still hear it. it's, uh, it's just one of those, those things where he, as much as I think all of us wish he was here because he was going to influence the game and the future of the game so much with a lot of these guys that we love in, in the league right now, he got to go out, um, you know, as a, as a boss, he never, he never, you know, I always say, I, I know this is going to sound weird. I always say, I never want to get too old where I need to get taken care of or I can't do the things that I used, you know what I mean? That I used to, mm-hmm. he never had to go through that, right? He was a boss on so many levels. He left, he became a boss in making, you know, film or whatever. And, and then, and then, and then he was gone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he's, I think he, he's still in all of our thoughts at some point or another. So, mm-hmm. Straight up, yeah, Chris. 100%, man, yeah. I was at work in the car when I, uh, I think when I first saw the report and then I'm like, I obviously didn't believe it. But uh, I don't know, man, it's weird. I think that was the most I've ever cried for someone I don't personally know. Yeah, like someone who yeah. I, I really shouldn't, if you think about it, like, you know, I don't know how, like, but... Like legit, it's as sad as it sounds. It felt like a piece of like my childhood died. I guess like because I guess he was such a such a big part of all of our childhoods. Like playing basketball, always trying to like imitate who he was. Like he was my favorite player for the longest time. Um, I don't know, man. It sucked. It mm-hmm. really was like dark for like a week, two weeks. Like, uh, the, like you say, every day like something happens where you know I I always do think of it. Like, of who he was or his legacy or something Kobe related. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I think that's awesome, man. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's crazy that one man can touch. If you really think about it, can influence how so many people think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, same as all you guys. First time I, I heard it, I was like, no fucking way. Like, that's just weird. Like, like, that's just me. And like, why do you joke about that kind of stuff? And then once it started to come out, I was actually same as you, Chris. I worked or I was out late the night before. Uh, came home. That was you know when LeBron uh, passed him on the scoring list. I stayed up to like two a.m. watching that Philly game, and then I slept in on the Sunday morning. And I just yeah, I was kind of in bed just chilling with Sarah when we saw it, and I was just like, "What? No fucking way! What?" Sarah's like, "What? What's going on?" And I just like couldn't even answer her. Like I couldn't even say it out loud. I like just showed her my phone. And we're like, there's no way, like, there's no way. Once it started coming out, like, okay, this actually happened. It's been confirmed. My immediate thought was like, oh, Kobe 
could get out of it. There's some way that he got out of it. There's some way that he was okay or something. And that was like a moment, not uh, not for me because I've been a fan for, of basketball for so long, but especially for Sarah as being kind of like a periphery fan, she it really like humanized these these people for us, right? It's not just uh, oh this guy, you know, Kobe LeBron. They go out, they get forty points. That's it. Okay, cool. They're super tall. When I think she saw all like the actual pain that was like that I was feeling from a person. That, like you said, Fraz, we don't even know. And for a person that I I didn't even grow up liking either. Mm-hmm. I, I grew into the game not liking him because, you know, this is kind of like hindsight 2020, but it's because he was so fucking good. I grew up hating him because he was always busting LeBron. Everybody was like, Kobe's better than LeBron. Kobe's better than LeBron. But LeBron was my favorite player. So I was like, fuck this dude. <laughs> but I think, honestly, if you were to tell Kobe that, like, he would be like, good. I'm glad you hated me. I'm glad you hated me then rather than like be a fake fan or something like that. 100%. Right. Because me wanting to vote and be a better basketball player to be like, to be like LeBron, blah, blah, blah is because those guys are out there to kick your ass all the time. He's not the most athletic dude, obviously. Yeah. He's six, six and he's athletic, but he's not Westbrook. He's not the strongest dude out there. He, you know, he did what he had to do in terms of work ethic, right? And and that was something, you know, our coaches put into all of us in high school basketball, but it's derived from that, right? It's derived from that no matter how um, how hard you work, somebody's going to outwork you. And there's definitely going to be somebody who's more talented than you, right? So, yeah, every single day, I swear to God, dude, like we somehow see 824 or something to do with that. Yeah, so like I said, I think, you know, he always comes on our mind, it, at least once a day or, or very frequently. And then uh, obviously the great guy that is uh, truly missed and not to forget about the other people that were on the flight. Um, Chris, do you got anything else? Yeah. DB to your point um, of how Kobe like went out as a boss. I really felt that as well. When like, it took me like a week to fully process like what happened and like write my thoughts down and everything, but also like, you us right now watching the NBA, like especially when there was fans in and stuff, you see people, legends like Bill Russell or like Kareem or somebody all showcased and they're very old and very like ways you probably don't really want to see these guys. And I think the fact that our memory will never go to Kobe when he's 75, 80 and like yeah. can't really move or like in a wheelchair or on, or on like a cane or something and like in that, in our mind, Kobe is always going to be the Kobe Bryant we knew from our age group. He will never be older than that, which is quite cool to think because, like, we'll be 50, 50, 60 years old, and we're still going to remember Kobe as younger than us at that stage, you know? Prime Kobe. Be, yeah, exactly. Like, obviously, I'd love to, I'll, we'd all love to keep Kobe around for as much as possible, but like, going out the way that happened, it's like, holy like this is crazy we're never gonna see like the old old kobe like kobe will always be a like peak performer like in the best shape ever like ready to do like just a boss man like that's yeah that's insane <laughs> to me it's almost yeah, like man, a movie that, right yeah yeah, yeah. It, it definitely is and jt just one, one more thing for me to add actually when you, you weren't a kobe fan growing up honestly either was i uh, i always uh I, I never was a lakers fan growing up so yeah. 
you know, I, I like like the Pistons with Ben Wallace, and you know, I, I cheered them when they when they beat the, beat the Lakers. Or mm-hmm. I like the Portland team that had you know Scottie Pippen on it and, and was going up against the Lakers because I usually didn't like the teams that were favored in, and mm-hmm. and that and that's the reason I, I you know I cheered against them. But I had so much respect for him at all times, even though he was on a team that I didn't like at the time. I always had respect for him, Kobe, and the way he played. He, like you said, he wasn't always the biggest guy on the court, but he, he was the type of guy that wouldn't take shit from anybody. Yeah. And he was there to win. And, and, and that mindset, when we say Mamba mentality, I think that'll always be one of the terms that we're going to use. And that's just going to mean being strong and like, you know, moving forward with your life, whatever it may be. Like it, it could be used in so many different uh, ways moving forward for us. Right. So I don't know. Like he, he was just such a boss. Like yeah. we can keep talking about him forever. Like we can just keep going oh, yeah. on this forever. <clears throat> and like, you know, every so often throughout the year, like as I was just watching Netflix during quarantine and stuff, it was like watching modern family. I'm like, Oh shit. The Kobe episode or like, watching, like daddy's home with like Mark Wahlberg. And you're like, fuck, like they go see Kobe. Oh man. It's crazy. Such a boss. Yeah. Um, uh, last thing, DB, uh, you wanted to talk about your friend uh, Mark Calloway. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's his actual name. <laughs> shout outs, shout outs. Yeah. No, I was actually just listening to the Joe Rogan podcast uh, and uh, Undertaker was on it. Yeah. Uh, man, I, I really wanted to talk about this on the podcast with you guys just because on the last episode or a few episodes ago, I said something about like, Oh, it's fake. Just like you, you want it to be fake, like the WWE or whatever. Mm-hmm. And one of our biggest fans, the big, one of the biggest fans of the show, you know, one of the guys that watches every single episode, uh, Chevy, you know, shout out Chevy. Uh, Chevy Gates. You know, he messaged me right away. He messaged me right away. He's like, what do you mean wrestling's fake? You know, like, you know, you know how Chevy is. <laughs> uh, but no, I really wanted to talk about this because mm-hmm. he, this guy, as much as like wrestling is fake, these guys put their body through so much. These guys are such crazy athletes. He was uh, he was talking about how he was in the WWF slash WWE for 30 straight years. <laughs> 30 years, man. Doesn't even make any sense. No. He had so many surgeries. Um, he was talking about um, one other thing. Eight years in a row, he wrestled 275 plus times a year. Jesus. That's Christ. how much these guys do it. It's not just like the weekends that you see. They're traveling all the time and just performing at these little shows all the time. It's yeah, crazy, but, man. But fuck nowhere in America, right? It's like <laughs> eight thousand people. Yeah, for real, man. It just it just like opened my eyes and like as much as like for, for me, it's as much as it's still obviously it's still fake wrestling. You, you know, they mm-hmm. know who's gonna win before they go in there, right? So it's still fake. But these guys are like crazy athletes, mm-hmm. crazy athletes. Yeah, I listened to that whole episode. I, I listened to that whole episode and it was fucking sick. Um, like you said, double hip replacement for him, and he still went back and fought and what was doing wrestling after that. Um, <laughs> but like you said, even though you know who predetermined who's gonna win, remember his story about his first ever match? He said they, they're trying to do something where he got tossed off the ropes and he's supposed to come for a clothesline and he just missed by like a, an inch and he got this guy's fist like square to the face. And the guy was like 6'10", like 300 pounds. He just got fucking dropped, shattered his orbital, this and that. Oh. Because, you know, for like a amateur basketball player or something like that, yeah, you go up through like NCAA, you don't make it. Okay, you go to like D, uh, D League or whatever. These guys, like you said, it's like 
it's almost like backdoor wrestling. It's like you have to do that grimy shit to like make a name for yourself. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 And he, uh, yeah. Remember you were were saying as well, he, uh, he was debating a professional basketball career in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Before. before I'd love to see those things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, How tall is he? Isn't he like 6'10 or some shit? 6'8, he said. 285. (laughs) yeah and he was saying he's like i know i'm very limited as a player like there's a peak i could get to like you know (laughs) a certain type of player (laughs) you could tell he was just setting like dirty back screens on guys (laughs) bro he was a big guy that's what he was hilarious and and when he was discussing like oh how did you come up with the name undertaker and he was how he was saying it was all um uh vince vince's idea He's like, all you needed was like some big ass guy with no personality. <laughs> yeah. Yo, he actually he said how he got the name was Vince called like he tried out or whatever, and they're like, no, nah, we don't have a role for you at all, right? And Vince just called him out of the blue, and basically said, "Hey, is this the Undertaker?" And he said, "What?" <laughs> and he's like, "Are you the Undertaker? Are you going to be the Undertaker?" And he's just like. Yes, <laughs> that's how it started. Yeah, and he just explained it to him, like obviously afterwards, like exactly what that means and whatever. But mm-hmm. that's that's how the Undertaker started. It was crazy. But yeah. you know, JT, one one other little thing that I want to touch up on here is that Faraz actually has a little story here about the Undertaker that he told me before this podcast. Uh. <laughs> Are you talking about uh, the Rock off the podcast? I don't know, but yeah, he told me about this a couple of days ago. Yeah, the, the the Rock, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you guys know the Rock's uh, well, one of the Rock's signature moves, uh, the people's elbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you guys know how he came up with that? No idea. So <laughs> apparently, I mean, Daniel were talking. So apparently, he uh, the Undertaker never laughed. And the Rock always wanted to to make him laugh. Uh, and if I you know if I say anything wrong, correct it. But uh, and apparently, uh, out of the, all all the years that he was there, the only thing that made the Undertaker laugh was when he did the people's elbow as a move. And then he's just like he found it hilarious, and he's like, dude, it's the only thing that makes this guy laugh, so he stuck with it. <laughs> It's such a stupid move, right? Like yeah. he's, he's, he's running like, around, oh, he just like, like rips, rips, rips off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> rips off. It's hilarious, man. Oh, yeah, he, he said he lost it. He said he was like, I saw him laughing, and I'm like, dude, I'm keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine just being in a room with those two individuals? That'd be fucking yeah. terrifying. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <It would be. laughs> You, you would laugh too. You'd be like, oh, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Dude, I would think they're the funniest people in the world. Oh, my God. But the crazy thing is, like, the Undertaker's much bigger than him. He's 6'8". The Rock's what, like 6'4"? Six, 6'4". Four? Six, four? They're, they're weighted yeah. probably like 20 pounds off, though. Oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then last thing uh, before we get going tonight is just I, I wanted to do another pick for a game. Uh, we haven't, we've only done one so far this year and I got it wrong and you guys all got it right. Um, so that's cool. Uh, so we'll go for a game on Friday night so we can talk about it fresh on Saturday morning for our podcast. Um, so what we're going to do is Friday night at uh, 5.30 our time is Nuggets Spurs. So Chris, who do you think is going to take that one? I think Nuggets will take that one. Yeah. I just... 
I, I have Jokic and Murray on my fantasy team, so I'd like to see them <laughs> do quite well. So yeah. I, I also don't I also don't think the Spurs I think the Spurs are done for quite a bit now. So I think the Nuggets Why? will take that. I don't know, just like not done, sorry, just not like at yeah. peak Spurs like they were mm. going to the playoffs. Yeah. Like obviously last year showed that too. And then I think they're still mm. in that little scenario where they're not obviously the top in the West anymore. Right, yeah. So. And uh, I should say it's in uh, San Antonio as well. It's not in oh, Denver. So. Yeah. 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 For us, who do you got? I'm going to go with my Spurs, baby. Yeah, fair enough. So one and I think, one. It'll, be a, I think it'll be a close game. Yeah. Do you yeah. Uh, Nuggets. I'm going to go with the Nuggets. Nuggets. Okay, so we got two for Nuggets, yeah. one for Spurs. Yeah, my I would love to go for the Spurs. I like them. I think DeMar could have like a big game against their guards, but Nuggets makes more sense. So I got a good Nuggets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, JT, you could finally tie. Uh, you could tie Faraz if you get it right. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. I'm gonna be. I'll be top dog. <laughs> you guys will be tied for year. last. Yeah, we'll find something fun to do at the end of the year or something. <laughs> Like the loser in Emerson has to go streaking or something. <laughs> yeah, and Emerson. <laughs> yeah. Emerson just he didn't down. even lose. He's, He's just down. Yeah. They're for moral support. Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all. Anybody else right, got boys. anything to add? Take care. Right. Great to talk to you guys. See you guys on the weekend. Thanks for yeah, stopping in, y'all. guys. Nice to know. Thanks for stopping by the sesh with us. If you like what we're doing, like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, tell your neighbor, tell your dog. Peace.